What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. It's the Apple Bits XL. Brian Tong here, your host, doing the most for everything good and bad inside the world of Apple. Everybody, this is episode uno, dos, tres. One, two, three. 123 episodes. That is crazy to me. Thank you so much for your support. It's been an independent journey. It still continues, and I literally could not do this without you all. Just a quick thing, I'm not going to dwell too much on ads because I kind of want to get to a lot of stuff. Patreon.com slash Brian Tong, that is the way to support the show. I'm completely independent. I know times are crazy right now, but I'd appreciate support. $2, $5, $10, $25, $100 Platinum. You get early access to the shows. There's bonuses at every level and then a completely ad-free version of the show. So I just want to throw that out there. So thank you. You know, I think that this week... There's been a lot of things going on outside of the world of tech. Um, you know, I wanted to take a moment to just say for all my listeners out here, because I have the ability to communicate to you. You guys have the ability to communicate to me. Look, I was left speechless, heartbroken, disgusted by what we saw, you know, specifically George Floyd, Christian Cooper in Central Park, obviously George Floyd in Minneapolis. I mean, that the man died from that. And we are seeing these incidences more because of phones and technology. All right, this is, these things have been going on for generations, but we are seeing it because of phones and technology. And so this is a tech show, but this isn't about tech right now. People are going to say, hey, Brian, stick to tech. Well, I was deeply affected this week. Again, it hurt to watch and see. And I just want to address and just say, hey, you know what? Guess what? Racism exists. It doesn't have to. We all come from different backgrounds. We all come from different experiences. Oh, so, you know, we can never understand what it's like to be someone else. It sounds easier than it is to do, but damn, if we could just treat each other how we would want to be treated, it would be a lot easier. And there's a lot of historical, um, I guess, reference and mumbo jumbo that leads to some of the stuff. I don't care, right? I don't, I don't care. And I just want to see everyone that has seen what has been happening specifically this week. If you weren't affected by it, I can't help you from that. But just take a moment to reflect and be like, I don't want to be this way. Let's not go there. And so I want to send out, you know, just thoughts and respects to George Floyd, Christian Cooper. I mean, the, there's plenty of names. Trayvon Martin, um, um, Ahmaud Arbery recently. Phones have captured this, and this has been always going on, but now we see it. It's in our face. Let's not be, let's not continue this. There's a second virus in this nation that's going to be a whole lot harder to, to heal, and it's racism. And so I just want to keep that in top of mind. Be aware of that. I'm not saying don't be racist, but I'm saying be a human being because I thought about like, hey, if aliens came over to take over this world, we would band together. If, if aliens were destroying our world and your fingers were grabbing onto a ledge and you needed a something, there was a person who was going to lift you up and save you, you wouldn't care what color skin that person was. So be good humans, man. Just love and respect each other the way that you would want the same for yourself. Okay, I'm off of that. I was just, again, really affected by everything that has been going on this week. I'm also moving this week, which is crazy. So that's just another bunch of stuff. And I appreciate you giving me the time to talk about that. But let's talk about tech. That's why you're here. But also, you guys and gals are part of the show. Remember, you can call in with a voice memo. 
your name, where you're from, what you want to talk about. Hey, I didn't stick to tech. If you want to scold me about that, that's fine. I'm open game, but I'm going to talk about anything you want. Either way, applebitsshow at gmail.com, applebits with a Z, show at gmail.com. Love when you guys do it. Voice memos, it just really adds the show. We have voice memos this week, so we will get to them. But let's get into the news, and maybe not the biggest news, kind of a pretty chill week, but, you know, there's always going to be leaks that come out. Now, on Twitter, we've mentioned this person's name. They're actually a pretty reputable leaker because they don't leak that often. Username Fudge, at Chaco underscore bit. These are Fudge leaks. That's right. Fudge leaks. According to him or her, because we don't know, Apple is planning to stick with Lightning over USB-C for the iPhone 12 before going portless next year. Okay, so everyone's been debating this. There's been some rumors that USB-C would be coming this year. To me, it makes sense that it would not come this year because if they're going to go portless, which we've heard, and maybe there'll just be one version of the phone that is portless, obviously, like the new... Uh, high-end version apple's just not going to do a little apple makes so much money off of that lightning connector and licensing they already have offered the solution to buy a USB-C charger there's USB-C uh, cable slash lightning cable on the other end if you want faster charging you can do that as well so this isn't a surprise but this is the second really strong reliable source other than john prosser that has said that this year's iphones will be lightning iphones so for everyone that was hoping or expecting US, USB-C, it's not going to happen. And then, of course, you had to sprinkle in that little bomb that the portless iPhone is coming next year. Do I have to make... Last year, I made a video. I almost, I guess you could almost make it every year. Um, to, like, why you should wait for the 2020 iPhone. Do I really have to say why you should wait for the 2021 iPhone? It's too early to make those videos. I'll leave that to other clickbait websites that do things like that. Okay, I'm going to be good. I'm going to be good. Woo, shots fired, shots fired. All right, so not only did Chaco underscore bit username Fudge leak that, then they followed up with another leak pointing to some kind of an illustration render that they say may not be true, but it showed what they believe could possibly be. I know this is a stretch. A four-lens iPhone with a LiDAR sensor as kind of the fifth circle. So four camera array with a LiDAR sensor, a 64 megapixel wide angle lens with a 1x optical zoom, a 40 megapixel telephoto lens with a 3x to 5x optical zoom, a 64 megapixel anamorph anamorphic lens for video capture, and a 40 megapixel 0.25x minimum ultra wide angle lens with optical reverse zoom. Then a LiDAR sensor, LiDAR 4.0. So... If you're thinking Apple hasn't stopped to make this a beast of a phone, this is why I see this happening more than anything because rumors have been saying that, hey, this year's iPhone 12s are probably probably sticking with a 12-megapixel phone because they couldn't get the larger megapixels to perform. They couldn't get the sensors to perform the way they wanted, specifically with you know how it handles light, color re reproduction. So they want to make sure it's tight and right. I don't know what you think. Could Are you cool with, with a five? I guess, you know what? I don't really care. But the array has the four cameras in that kind of patch and then the LiDAR sensor, another circle outside of it. If you've seen the LiDAR sensor on the iPad Pro, 
it is roughly the same size as a camera lens um, on the iPhone. So kind of wonky. But those were kind of the two juiciest stories of the week. We have a whole bunch of other stuff that actually is important as well. But this just in, according to Omdia, research firm shared that Apple's iPhone 11 was the most popular smartphone in the first quarter of 2020. Now, we know that the iPhone SE came out towards the end of March, I believe, um, just right at the end, so that wouldn't be included in these numbers. But the iPhone 11 now shipped 19.5 million units globally. That's not sales, but it shipped. Samsung's Galaxy A51 was the second most popular phone with 6.8 million units shipped. So iPhone 11 um, more than tripled or sorry, just just under tripled what Samsung's Galaxy A51 was, which was the second most popular phone. Now, Apple's iPhone XR, believe it or not, was the best-selling smartphone in the year ago quarter. It took the fourth spot of this list. So you have the iPhone 11, the Galaxy A51, the Xiaomi Note 8 Pro and Note 8, and then... Apple's iPhone 10R from two years ago. And so that's why, look, these numbers, next quarter when we start talking about iPhone SE, the new, the next generation iPhone SE, they're going to be ridiculous. They're going to be redonkulous because of the price. If the iPhone 10R is still the number four phone, that's crazy. Also, Apple shipped an estimated because the iPhone 11 is, um, 11 Pro, I'm sorry, it's divided into two models, the 11 Pro and the Pro Max. Uh, Apple shipped an estimated 4.2 million iPhone 11 Pro Max models, estimated 3.8 million iPhone 11 Pro models. That was good for sixth and eighth place on the list of mobile phone shipments in the first quarter of 2020. So guess what? Apple is crushing it. Now we got some cool audio news um, just recently. A report from Digitimes so that Apple is potentially looking to include and integrate light sensors into the new models of the AirPods. These wouldn't be the ones that would be coming right away if we see them. It, it looks like this is going to be coming in models in the next year or two, according to that. And it'd be really more tightly related to all these rumblings of new health monitoring features that are going to be included in Apple's next generation true wireless earbuds. It's not specific if it's going to be the AirPods Pro or the kind of the third generation AirPods. There are no designs out there, but I think honestly, if you start doing some health monitoring, I don't even know if there's even space in the current AirPods Pro to fit it in. I When I heard this story, I kind of envisioned that the Powerbeats Pro would kind of be a perfect type of wireless earbud because it's more it's you know it's made for sports physical fitness activity it has a larger design already so by default you could probably pack some more some more chips and you know features like this inside of it it could be interesting now the reason why they talk about a light sensor is if you kind of go back and think about you know that tool it's like a finger it's an oximeter where when you go into the doctor, you put your finger inside of it and it basically shines infrared light and light through your finger to 
identify um, the blood vessels in your finger. Called oh the clip-on pulse oximeter. All right, so it shine. The idea of that shining light through your finger, and then really measure measuring your blood oxygen levels based on the amount of light that passes through. The idea would be to take this from that similar to what that device does on your finger, and then do the same thing to your ear. Really, really interesting. Now, I know there's some listeners out there in the medical field and medical profession that might be able to give some insight into this, so I would love to hear from you all. You know what to do. Call in, record a voice memo, applebitshow at gmail.com, and just how feasible is this based on what you may or may not know? Because I'm not a health professional. That's why we had a my boy Doc Knock talked to us about COVID way before it really blew up, and he was right on the money about everything that we talked about. So there's been a patent also, I think as far back as like 2016, that had already described Apple working on um, a health monitoring type feature inside of headphones. They even showed like a, a chip integrated into it. So this is definitely on their roadmap, but something that they're actually doing. Also, what are they actually do? What are they actually doing? Can I talk here? I can. Apple's AirPod Studio over ear headphones. Are you guys and gals excited about this? It's interesting because I'm not getting any calls about the over ear headphones. I'm actually excited about these. Everyone's calling them right now the AirPod Studio. The report comes from Digitimes that indicates the production on the new headphones is already underway. So. If they're producing these from the at the factory level, let's like look at the calendar right now. We know that so right now it's um what is it? <laughs> it's the end of May. So production wise, if they're going, maybe we'll see an actual announcement keynote at WWDC, which was June twenty second. It would make sense because they'd already know where they are in the um pipeline for the product. But also we've never seen headphones introduced at WWDC. So that would be kind of out of place. You still got to imagine these might be at their own announcement or own event, or maybe just slipped onto their website. But I've talked about it so much, how amazing that Apple has progressed and is now an audio company that is competing for your ears. You know, one of the funnest kind of product categories is that $350, $400 headphone area you have the amazing sony wh1000 xm3s we call them the xm3s we're waiting for their xm4s potentially this year bose's 700 which is kind of a big leap from them um from their quiet qc35 line kind of right the whole kind of their future movement of where they see their headphones and then you even even have like microsoft surface headphones not on the same level, but almost there. So Apple, with the sound that they have, look, there's rumors of these headphones. The number, what is the number one thing for any of you that wear the big cans over your ears? What's the number one thing that you typically do every time you put them on? Because if you're like me, I always have to look at the damn ear cups or wherever the identifier is and see which one says L and which one says R so that I put my headphones on on the right ear or the correct ear, <laughs> right, left correct ear. So one of the features that has been rumored for these headphones is that you'll just be able to pick them up and put them on and not even have to think about that. Um, it'll 
based on the accelerometer and the direction. I could even imagine the direction that they're being put in, put on on your head and maybe the angle that they're put on. If they have gyroscopes in there and it's able to detect that, not ever having to think about what ear to put them on, I'm sorry. That actually makes a difference in life. This is first world problems. We're so spoiled that we can have crazy things like this. We know that the uh, the sound quality is going to be on point. It'll argue, arguably be one of the best. Noise canceling, we'll wait and see. I think their noise canceling on their AirPods Pro is more than good enough. It was amazing before the software update, so let's uh, let's get back to what they were before. Um, there's been talks about them being customizable with um, different padding or styles as well from uh, Bloomberg reported that with Mark Gurman. And a roughly $349 price point, I... I just want to see what they look like. We saw there were in, I believe it was, I believe it was in iOS 14 or or iOS 13. There were leaked icons of it, and so people kind of have a a good idea of how slick they'll look, and they look nice. They look modern and fresh. So I don't know how you all think. I would really like to hear that because although we're going to smaller wireless earbuds, the biggest thing that I use these type of headphones for, honestly, is traveling. Now I haven't jumped on a plane or gone on any road trip for a long time, so. I really haven't used these over-the-ear headphones as much anymore. I don't use them in production. I use a totally different type of headphone. So let me know. Are you excited about the AirPod Studio or XM3s and you don't even care about the AirPod Studio? Are you a Bose fan for life? Those are kind of like the three, the three creme de la creme, as they say. Outside of audio news, Apple released Mac OS Catalina 10.15.5. It has new battery health management features and a fix for finder freezing, which people are facing. So this is kind of, okay, this is why um, it's interesting to me. So battery health management on the MacBook Pro, that is good. I mean, again, that is good. But I'm curious, based on, I haven't looked this up, but my brain is thinking, based on which computers support macOS 10.15.5, Catalina does I feel like the battery health management it'll help long run but for a lot of people that probably need it I bet you it's probably not compatible with them it, I haven't looked it up and I don't there hasn't been anything that says oh it's only for these laptops but I'm gonna imagine that anyways the, ring I, the reason why I bring this update up as well is that my 16 inch MacBook Pro fan has been going off like a mother ever since this update it actually I'm actually pretty annoyed by it, and it never went off this much. It's constantly going on, even when it's idle and I've left, and it it's something's up. Something is going on. So I'd love to hear if you guys and gals know anything about that. Apple Watch news. Apple could be planning a redesigned leather loop. Images were leaked online, shared on Reddit, and by 9to5Mac, video clips were. So if you know, they have one of these leather loops that kind of look like it's like a ribbed leather loop basically and and the the ribs go all the way to the end of the leather loop to the edges it also actually loops in together kind of like a buckleish type form factor well these new leather bands they kind of almost have like um what's the best way to describe it like little rounded rectangular bumps on it that don't go all the way to the side and then it has a magnet magnetic enclosure on the wristband so you don't have to like put it through any type of loop buckle type thing 
It looks slicker. It's nicer. Apple refreshes, Apple Watch bands, and the main thing is that current leather loop only works on like the larger 44 millimeter and was it 42 and 44 millimeter Apple Watches. They showed them off in both sizes, the smaller uh, 40 and also the new. Okay, the new sizes are 40 and 44. The old sizes were 38 and 42, but it works for both. They made sizes for both. Man, I think once you own an Apple Watch for a while, you start actually, I never thought I'd care about Apple Watch bands, but I totally care about Apple Watch bands now. I don't buy them all because they're expensive, but you know, once in a while I'll be like, hmm, that one's dope. It matches with this. I'm going to get it <laughs> once in a blue moon. Also, if you're thinking about new MacBook Pros, iMac Pros, iPad Pros, we heard all the buzz about the new mini LED displays coming this year. And who knows if they were really coming this year or not because of coronavirus and the factory uh, delays. But according to Jeff Pu, analyst at Chinese research firm GF Securities, he says that 2021 will absolutely be the year of the mini LED display, the 12.9-inch iPad Pro in the first quarter, the 16-inch MacBook Pro in the second quarter, and the new 27-inch iMac in the second half of the year, all lined up, according to him, and the supply chain sources for 2021. Now, Ming-Chi Kuo has been saying the same thing, that at least production of the related mini LED displays will be coming in the will be starting in the fourth quarter of 2020. And, you know, I keep on saying this. Why Why do people, why should you care about mini LED displays, at least from the Apple standpoint? You get thinner displays, which allows for thinner products, like by a millimeter or so. But over time, when you stack all these layers on top of each other, it uh, it matters. You get a lot of the, you know, the super true deep blacks, better energy consumption compared, compared to previous displays. Just, you know, Super super high contrast dynamic range. It's going to make a difference. It's going to look real good. Um, but I don't know if they'll have ProMotion 120 hertz on it. That'll, that'll be interesting to see as well. But if we're talking about displays in a killer display, um, Apple's XDR display, it won the one of the displays of the year award from the Society for Information Display. They announced it. This week, their 26th annual Display Industry Awards. Apple has taken one of the top spots with the XDR display that debuted last year. Like, right, I guess it counted because it just sneaked in right at the end of 2019 when it came out with the Mac Pro. So it was Display of the Year alongside Samsung's folded displays, foldable displays, and BOE's dual-cell LCD panel. Better contrast ratio, minimum brightness for LCDs. But um, this is this is kind of a big deal because I think the XDR display, yes, is expensive. Yes, it got all the hype for a one the one thousand dollar stand. And if you heard me, I justified why it, although expensive and crazy, that one thousand dollar stand is kind of aligns with what it's worth because the original little kind of Pixar lamp looking IMAX. The service part to replace that, according to my genius friends, when I say genius friends, Apple genius friends that I used to work at Apple Retail with, that neck to replace was a $750 part. I'm not saying it should be, but that's how much it costs. So it kind of makes sense to me that the new display neck for the XDR is 1000 bucks. 
anyways, you know, their whole idea was to get as close to a reference monitor um, in the professional field for a lot cheaper. Now, people have debunked that to a certain degree, but it still has, you know, great color gamut, coverage, color accuracy, sustained brightness. It's a it's a top-tier display, especially for creators. It's for the media professionals that, and it is maybe a little overkill for a lot of people, but it's nice. All right, let's thank the sponsors of this show, and that would be you. That's right, completely independent. Patreon.com slash Brian Tong is the way to support this show. Starting at $2 a month, $5, $10, $25, $100. Bonuses at every level, early access to the shows, and free, ad-free versions of the show. You don't hear any of this. That's all I'm going to say about it. I'd appreciate your support. You're allowing me to do this. It covers my all my content. It just all helps for everything, the podcast, my video stuff. Got some new stuff. I've been saying that I have some new stuff cooking. Trust me, it's cooking. Hopefully, you'll see it out of the oven very, very soon. Um, but yeah, that's all I'm going to say about it. Let's, let's just kind of get back into the flow of the show. I didn't want to take up too much time. I'm trying to not kill you all with that ad. So then when I start killing you with the ads, you'll be like, ooh, I should support this show. <laughs> All right. We got some kind of fun content news. Maybe I should have led this for the show. Should I have? Fraggle Rock is coming to Apple TV Plus. Apple purchases streaming rights for old episodes and then also orders a reboot of Fraggle Rock. Come on down to Fraggle Rock, everybody. This is just the brainchild of creativity from Jim Henson and friends. Fraggle Rock is kind of iconic. I know there's a generation that doesn't really know Fraggle Rock. I was honestly, a, I think Fraggle Rock was a little bit before my time. Like for me to be truly like saying, oh, I grew up up with Fraggle Rock. Um, but the new series will feature the original puppet stars, Gobo, Red, Boober, Moki Wembley, all of them. But they're doing something interesting. They're rebooting with new content new episodes but they're also showing old episodes so this is the first time ever that apple has offered older content on its platform because there was a report last week that from bloomberg that said hey apple's planning to purchase older movies and shows to kind of build a library and get a back catalog because for me once i stopped watching the morning show once that was over I just stopped going back to Apple TV Plus. Every other show that I kind of peeked in, and I'm like, eh, it's all right, but it just wasn't good enough. And it's still free. I think what we get a year for free, so um, they have a they have a lot going on. There was just a quick blurb, not related to this, that I had seen that I believe Apple acquired the rights to the next Martin Scorsese movie and uh, outbid Netflix. So they're being very aggressive. They know what they have to do. But you know what? Uh, another company has to do. Are any of you even watching Quibi still? I tried it for 30 seconds. I'm like, eh, nothing to get. It, it just wasn't my cup of tea. And also, you couldn't watch it anywhere. You had to watch it on your phone. A single-person experience. Look, they're having a lot of trouble, but they're hoping to alleviate this. Quibi is now supporting Apple's AirPlay, which means that you'll be able to stream content from Quibi on your phone to an AirPlay-enabled TV. That's a step in the right direction. Now, it was really funny because um, the head of Quibi, uh, was it Jeffrey Katzenberg from DreamWorks, there, he had recently blamed coronavirus for the downfall or the really mediocre 
buzz and excitement and launch of Quibi. That's not what it was, bro. Like the shows just aren't that compelling and they're 10 minute bites. I'm, I think everyone's habits are still, I see what they were trying to do, but I'm still watching that type of content on YouTube and there's nothing on Quibi that said, I gotta see this. It's to me, it's kind of hard to make a, um, I gotta see this 10 minute show type of show. That's really hard because for me, if I, if it's one of those shows that I got to see, typically they're at least a half hour to an hour because they're able to build certain threads and character development. To have a got to have 10 minute show, that's, you got to really put a lot of, whether it's a drama or a reality, it's, it's not easy. It's not easy. It's hard to get invested in something when it's just a 10 minute hit. It's easier just to be like, you know what? I enjoy this five minute bite size and I'm going to come back. But 10 minutes, it's a tweener. They tried. Anyways, um, we'll see what happens with Quibi long run. I would never count anyone out, but I'm not seeing bright things for them. I just, I just don't think it's going to catch on. Also, YouTube Kids now available on Apple TV. So you got that. Just a lot of kind of fun little content things going on around the world of Apple, which is cool because um, the more we see of this, very, very nice. And then also HBO Max available on your Apple devices. Are are you all excited about HBO Max? Because at first I didn't really care until they released that the Zack Snyder cut, the Snyder cut for Justice League is coming in 2021. You got my month subscription at that point in time. So this is also the other thing, right? I talk about this with my girlfriend. It's like, what's... Okay, they got HBO Go, HBO Now, and HBO Max. Talk about freaking confusing. So HBO Go is if you already subscribe to HBO through your cable provider. HBO Now is if you just bought it as the streaming service. And then HBO Max includes like more Warner Brothers and Turner TV content. It's like it has more of a library. And then there, the thing is that interesting about HBO Max, I mean, they're going to, if you're a, superhero freak to a certain degree they're doing like a green lantern series eventually on it live action um what else are they doing i see that's how that's how much i care oh while all this is happening disney plus is absolutely just killing it have you guys seen the um, making of the mandalorian series yet behind the scenes of that i gotta see that i gotta see that okay anyways that's the cool content coming out to you. And then in just one quick story to kind of wrap up the news before we get to our phone calls, Apple is reopening roughly 100 more retail stores in the U.S. this week. The big thing is that you won't be able to go in and wander around in the stores. It's going to focus on a curbside pickup as well as Genius Bar appointments remotely and picking up repairs. Now, for me, this is kind of important because I don't know if I told you all, but my my display on my MacBook Pro 16 inch without any pressure put on it whatsoever, it, it cracked in the corner, the corner near the hinge. I just opened it up and I'm like, oh, is that a is that a web or a pen mark? And it's it's a crack and then all of a sudden it's all. So that's fun. Anyways, check out your stores locally um, to see which ones are open. At least. If you need to get that Apple fix, you even just need to walk by the store because you just need to see it. You need to touch the window. You miss it that much. You can do that. I know. Cool, huh? All right, let's get to our calls. Remember, you all can be a part of the show. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, call in 
Use the voice memo app on your phone, whether it's an Android phone or an Apple phone or use your laptop. You can then email that voice memo or that voice recording to applebitsshow at gmail.com. That's applebits with a Z. Let's start it off with our boy, Ben. He wants to talk about the iPhone SE. Hey, Brian. This is Ben from Massachusetts calling in and recording this on my brand new iPhone SE. Uh, Just got this thing about two days ago to replace my old uh, iPhone 7 Plus, and I have to say, it's fantastic. This might not be a popular opinion, but I think that most phones are getting way too big. But after having had the 7 Plus for close to four years, this screen size, the 4.7-inch touchscreen, feels refreshingly small. And I love the fact that I can use it with one hand, and it feels so comfortable to use. Now all I need to figure out is whether or not I'm going to replace my 2013 MacBook Air and my old iPad Mini 2, which is also from 2013, with an iPad Pro. Let me know what you think. Thanks, Brian. Ooh, Ben, going for the killer combo. You know what? It comes down to what you do because I have found that the way that I use my iPad, and this is how I kind of knew around the house and around here, I don't use that Magic Keyboard case. I would really use it more when I'm on the road and I need kind of a a laptop-like experience to be able to, you know, more easily do, you know, typing and notes and emails and stuff. So I actually don't use the Magic Keyboard that much here around my apartment, specifically because of quarantine. But once we can start going out again into the world, go to cafes and do work or things like that, I will definitely be using it Um, I still think it's a great accessory, but it's weird because it's limiting while opening up new functionality at the same time. Basically, I would suggest you watch my review. (laughs) YouTube.com slash Brian Tong. Plug. All right, let's check out our next call from Jonathan. Hey, Brian. Jonathan from California here. I loved your latest video on the Apple glasses. I just actually wanted to make a point about the glasses not having a camera and the watch too, frankly, because a lot of my coworkers actually use the Apple watch because they're not allowed to use the iPhone or any smartphone actually in the office because it has a camera on it. And we work with sensitive client data and anything that could have a photo of sensitive client data is not allowed. So I actually love the idea that the, that both the glasses and the watch are cameraless, at least at this moment for a photo like that and and can still use those items in the office that's an interesting point you know I, I didn't think about that jonathan and look my dream is to get facetime on my apple watch but it's okay if it doesn't happen you know but my dream is to get face watch on the apple watch i just think it'd be so cool but it's totally unnecessary but it'd still be so freaking cool maybe we'll maybe we'll do holograms from our phone so it's not is that a camera could it could it take could it use a lidar sensor to build like a star wars esque blue ish hologram that we could send sure it could but they're they're they ain't gonna do that all right let's find oh who's this oh okay when a user's name is k dog twelve i i gotta go with that Hey, Brian, I like your show. Like, Apple Bits, pretty good. I really like it. It's, like, really <laughs> funny compared to all the other Apple shows because they're always just like, blah, 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 but you're actually really interesting. I just have a question about the new MacBook Pro. Should I... I'm in the market for buying one, 
But like, I want to know, should I wait for the 14 inch that's rumored or the 2021, 2021 AMD MacBooks? I mainly just want it for school and um, video editing for, as like a side thing with Final Cut. So what do you think? Um, give me your thoughts on that. I like your show, keep it up. Who let the dogs out? Roo, roo, roo. If anyone, whenever you all call, if anyone calls in again and they have K dog or the word dog in their username, you're going to get that. Uh, Kale, thanks so much for calling in, buddy. And I appreciate the, uh, the love that you're enjoying this stuff. Um, anyways, this is, this is kind of how I would see it. I don't think you can, first of all, if you can wait for roughly a year, that, that might be how long it takes till we see this rumored 14 inch macbook pro like it's not official officially confirmed we've ne we haven't seen any evidence there's rumblings that they're working on something like that but i i wouldn't just i wouldn't put all my eggs in that basket yet meaning if you need a laptop and you need to do some of this production and that and you're waiting for this and that's going to hold out your um you know your creative works and stuff don't let it do that you know i i think that there's so much uncertainty around it that you go with, they just released the 13s and depending on your budget, if that's where it's at, I would, and you can get a beefed up 13, I would go with that. If you can get an entry level 16, whoo, because that's only two inches larger than a 14, then I would do that. It all comes down to budget, but I would not wait out right now for a 14 inch unless you can. There's some people that they don't do much and they, you know, meaning they might just do word processing, emailing, web surfing, then fine. Whatever you have is probably going to do great. If your computer breaks and you got to get one, you have no other choice. So I wouldn't act like the 14 inch is coming anytime soon because there's still not enough information that tells us it's absolutely coming out even within the next nine, six to nine months. We really, really don't know that. All right. Final call, Trevor. Hey, Brian. Just giving some quick pros and cons of the iPhone SE. I moved down from an iPhone XR. And uh, I love the size. That's probably the biggest reason I got it was I was sick of the 10R. was way too big for me. Uh, I had to readjust my hands and everything. Didn't really like it. Um, I love that the SE is noticeably lighter. It's light, lighter in my pocket. Um, it's lighter to hold. Uh, it's very easy. And the rear camera is just as good as the 10R, if not better. Um, and uh, the, probably the best thing I like about it is the cases are super cheap. Uh, because you can get them from, you know, the iPhone 7, 8 cases, and you're getting, like, official Star Wars, official Marvel cases for super cheap. Uh, we're talking, like, less than half off, 60% off, like, 70% off cases. Um, it's real nice. Um, some cons, though, the battery life, obviously, it is noticeably less. Um, but probably the biggest con I have is that the uh, the display at the top, you know, where it has your carrier and the time and everything but with the notch uh, apples had to make it a more of a minimalistic look at the top which i actually grew to really like uh, and then with the se since there's no notch it has just a whole bunch of information there and i actually don't like it i wish we could i could reduce it down to i don't need to know that i'm on verizon all the time um or that i have you know some sort of setting on i, I can easily find that but other than that, love the phone. For the record, everybody, I did not uh, turn down his audio. That was what naturally happened in the recording. I'm not a jerk like that. If your call is too long, normally I don't even play it. <laughs> I just can't play it. 
But, you know, a lot of good points there. And the iPhone SE overall, great phone. But there are pros and cons to all this stuff. So uh, thanks for sharing that. And I just love to hear how you all feel about it. Because this can sometimes be a place where you all can vent as well. And I can vent as well. This is like therapy for some of us. Especially when Apple's up to no good and doing stupid stuff. Like, what happens is it's going to get real, real interesting. We're getting close to it. We're only a few weeks away, WWDC, June 22nd. Things are going to really start heating up like the week or two before it because that's where we're going to start hearing some things. And then once we have the actual announcements, then we just dig into it, break it down, talk all about it, have our thoughts. I love that time of the year. It's That whole June all the way to like October is is a lot of fun. Just in tech period, there's just so much stuff coming out. So that's going to do it for this week. Before we go, we got to give thanks. Big love to our Platinum Apples at the $100 level. Patreon.com slash Brian Tong is the way to support us. Brandon Ledford, Gil Cabrera, Wesley Frader, Jarrett Lewis, and Eric Cohen. Thank you so much for your generous support. For everyone who's supporting me at all different levels. And if you're not, guess what? That's okay. But what you can do is five-star this bad boy on iTunes. Put in some real comments there. And you know what? Um, If you feel like saying, hey, Brian, stick to tech, I'll let you do it if you five-star review this show. I'm okay with that. Yeah. All right, everybody. So many things going on right now in the world of tech, outside of the world of tech. Just be good to each other. Be good humans. Show love, spread love. You know, that's how we do it here. Thank you so much for listening and for your support. We will be back next week like we always do. I'll be in my new place, hopefully set up properly. Hey, I always bring the show every week, no matter where I'm at. It doesn't matter. That's how we do it. So thanks again for your support. Apple Bits XL, baby. Talk to you soon. Peace. Peace.